0: You are now tuned to Priority One Subspace Frequencies, brought to you by Sayulita.com. Sayulita, the galaxy's premier shore leave destination.
1: Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel.
2: Welcome to episode 99 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, October 4th, 2012, and hosted on PriorityOnePodcast.com, and now streaming live on TrekRadio.net on Thursday nights. I'm James. I'm Adrian. And I'm Elijah. And our
3: man at the board is David of Trek Radio. Thank you, David, for joining us and, and hosting this this episode of Priority One on Trek Radio.
2: Hoopla. Happy to help.
3: So, what do we have in store for this week's episode, Mr. E.? In this episode's Blank of the Week, we add another part to the Starship Priority One. That's right, another technical part. We'll find out what happened this week in Trek. In Stone News, we cover a new blog article from Soredom's Spirit of Trek featuring Holodeck Technology, the cryptic PWE account merge, Season 6, DevBlog 30, Starbase Featured Project, this week's Spotlight Mission, and Destination Star Trek London. Oh, and much, much more. Lastly, we have a very special interview with Kestrel, a.k.a. Christine Thompson, writer at Cryptic Studios. But before we get on with the show, let us take care of some business. Adrienne.
0: We are live on TrekRadio.net every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you'd like to join us live during the show, Trek Radio has a built-in IRC chat client. Just click on the Community tab and select IRC chat, input your desired screen name, and enter as
2: always we are looking for new blog submissions for game and gaming entries gaming news sci-fi fantasy entertainment bloggers and so forth so if you have an idea for an article and want your voice heard then send your submission to incoming at priority one podcast.com care of mr bill please know that all of our positions are volunteer but we do offer a well-known outlet for your work if interested, please forward your contact information and experience along with a few writing samples to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And now we can set a course for this episode's Blank of the Week. On screen. On screen. On screen. On screen. places.
0: I don't
2: know. It's the Blank of the Week.
3: Guess what we've got lined up for this episode's Blank of the Week? More Trek-centric science. That's right. We've got warp cores. We've got holodecks. We've got Klingons. Oh, wait, no, that was just some random Japanese thing article that I saw. This week, Star Trek.com highlighted an article from Technologist.com. Turns out the boys and girls over at the University of Alabama in Huntsville Aerospace Research Center, NASA, Boeing, and the Oak Ridge National Laboratory have joined forces to produce nuclear fusion impulse rocket engines. And how do you ask? Ross Cortez, an aerospace engineer, Ph.D. candidate at UAH's Aerophysics Research Center told technologists that the fusion fuel we're focusing on is deuterium, a stable isotope of hydrogen, and Li-6, a stable isotope of the metal lithium, a crystal structure. That's basically dilithium crystals we're using. (laughs) Yeah, you
0: can giggle. Dilithium crystals. (laughs)
3: The goal is to have the project completed by 2030. If so, it would take a vessel just six weeks to travel to Mars.
0: Have something you think the Stowe community would enjoy knowing about? Submit your suggestions for a blank of the week to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Your submission could be the one we pick to highlight on next week's show. Why don't we check out what's happening This Week in Trek?
3: This Week in Trek is brought to us from MemoryAlpha.org. On October 1, 1950, Natalia Nogalich is born. She played Fleet Admiral Alina Nechev in four episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation and two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. On October 2, 1948, Avery Franklin Brooks is born, best known for his role as Benjamin Sisko in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He is the only actor to appear in all 173 episodes of the series. And has also directed several episodes. On October fifth, nineteen eighty seven, the TNG episode, The Naked Now Airs. You know, the one where Data gets to prove he's um fully functional in every way. Trained in multiple all right, well, you know. Well, that takes care of this week in Trek. Why don't we go ahead and move into STO News? Computer Status Report.
0: Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today last week, Ceridium delves into the current status of holodeck technology, which is closer to becoming a reality than we think. Read on the latest edition of The Spirit of Trek Holodecks. And if you missed it, check out Declan's Behind the Lines review of Kristen Bayer's novel The Eternal Tide. Also, tune in later this week for Episode 4 of Trek It Out, featuring a fantastic conversation with the crew over at Roddenberry.com's Mission Log podcast. While you wait, check out Episode 3 featuring Star Trek sound production legend Doug Grindstaff.
3: So a couple of months ago, you may recall some hoopla over the merging of Cryptic and Perfect World accounts. Some people lost their forum handles, we didn't have avatars, accounts got locked out, you know, little things like that. Cryptic softened the blow a little bit by offering a solid package of rewards to users who perform the link. Well, soon joining the perfect world great link will not be an option and if you wait until it's compulsory you lose out on all the benefits so don't miss out on any of the following 5000 unrefined dilithium ore a consumable item that grants 2500 xp or bridge officer skill points if your character is at max level a random or very rare weapon scaled to your level space or ground a pack of random self-dual consumables a pack of random team dual consumables. Note, this item may only be claimed once per account. If you claim it on one character, you will not be able to claim it on a different one. Linking directions are located in the blog post. More than a few people, including our executive producer, Elliot Tan, had a great deal of trouble completing the process successfully, so be sure to read and follow the directions carefully. The hyperlink
2: will be in the show notes. Moving on to Season 6, dev blog number 30, Starbase Featured Project number 7. Once again, Scott Goatshark, uh, who we did get to sit down with uh, while we were at Cryptic and do an interview. So look for that video uh, later on in the weeks to come. Uh, really, really nice guy. He's a lead content designer over there at Star Trek Online. Brings us another featured project for our Starbases, which he did talk about during our interview as well, uh, where decisions are made. This project will improve your Starbase's interior look. He goes on to talk about Klingons will see improvements in the fireplace section of the bar, while the conference room will be enhanced for members of the Federation. This special project will be available around 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on October 12th. I'm sorry, October 4th, 2012. Uh, And it'll be good until October 18th, around that same time. So get on over to your fleet Starbase and get that improved if you want your new conference room. Or if you want your fireplace and bar section on your Klingon starbase to be the rage of the blood wine,
3: I got to tell you that Klingon table
2: is pretty sweet.
3: I would rather have that than what's what's going on in the Federation.
0: This week's spotlighted mission is Betrayal of the Empire, Part 1, by Evil 70th Is Klingon. Level requirement is 16 and above, so pretty much anybody. And uh, the mission summary is, your old friend Worf needs to speak with you immediately. He believes there may be a link to a high-ranking councilman in the High Council and the Romulans. Worf needs your help in uncovering the truth of a threat that could shake the Empire to its core. You owe him your life. Will you help your old friend now? To play this Foundry mission, log on to a Klingon character, open your mission journal, J, choose the Available tab from the top, and then click on the Community authored tab to the left. Once in this menu, click the arrow at the top to bring down the search function, and search for Evil 70th. That's Evil 70th. Once the mission Betrayal of the Empire Part 1 by Evil 70th appears, click on it and press the Hail button on the bottom right of the mission journal to accept the mission.
3: Ah, good old Worf. Now there! is an honorable warrior, I must say. <laughs> Destination Star Trek London. We have lots to talk about with the upcoming... Here, let me do this with a with a British accent, shall I? Because it is Star Trek London. We have lots to talk about with the upcoming Star Trek London convention. To start with, our very own intrepid redshirt and art director, Alex Coldwood, will be in attendance with Priority One crewmates... Mehmet and Declan. They will be sending great photos and more from their away mission across the pond. So check back during the week of the 19th for updates. In a related story, one of the great promos from the Star Trek Las Vegas convention was a Star Trek online informational flyer that included a key code valid for a holographic lead doff. And a great in-game convention veteran title. On Thursday, October 4th, Cryptic posted the details on how Star Trek London attendees can get their hands on the code. You can obtain a code for this special item through a few different methods. Limit one code per player. Destination Star Trek London goodie bag. Three-day standard and package ticket holders will be receiving an exclusive goodie bag from CBS. Inside, you will find Star Trek Online information card that has a code and instructions printed on explaining how to claim the above rewards. Twitter! That's right! Tweet a picture of yourself at the convention to our official Twitter account, at Trek Online Game. Make sure you are also following us so we can direct message you a code and instructions on how to claim the above rewards. The Stowe Forums. Send a forum, PM, to Stowe Community Manager Brandon Felter through this link. Link, of course, will be in
2: the show notes,
3: as well as the post discussing Star Trek London. Okay, now that you've insulted
2: everybody in Europe and sounded like a bad Stewie, (laughs) let's move on, shall we? So you guys came back
3: from your away mission, if, uh, a bit of an away mission, didn't you? You got uh, to see Cryptic Studios.
2: Yes, we did. Yes, we'll be covering uh, the details of all the awesome sauceness that happened while we were there. And we'll be covering all throughout the month of October. We have a ton of exclusive videos to share. I've been tweeting some snapshots of a couple things. But there are uh, some things that just can't wait, like our 1,000-day veteranship rewards, for instance, which are Awesome. In my opinion, they're awesome. I don't know. You know, no, no ship ever pleases. Everybody. But I think this is definitely hands down the hotness. I mean, it is the best vet reward they have ever given out. And this goes to both sides, okay? I'm talking about both ships. The, the the KDF one will become my primary KDF ship. It will. Just hands down. I love the way it looks. And they are of the destroyer class. Okay. This is a new class. Think bigger than an escort, smaller than a dreadnought, mean as hell with just kick ass bop stations, okay? I mean these things are badass. Badass. The Federation one is called the Chimera class, and it's from the um, design the Enterprise contest. And these ships, they transform. Okay, guys, they like they have moving parts, and it does it in like several places. These things, they they have a movement that happens in sector space, and they have a movement that happens for a kind of a battle mode. I, I think you guys are going to be happy. Seriously, I really think everybody's going to be happy. Uh, these things are are pretty freaking awesome, and they're both beautiful. I mean, they did a great job. Jam Jam's nailed it. He killed it. They both look fantastic. I'm really, really excited. I really am. And I, I think you guys are going to love them. There's going to be great things coming out. There's so, so much information. Um, And they really wanted to tell us more. I mean, they just really wanted to give us more to to share with you guys. It's just, <laughs> we only had so much time and so much video. Like literally, we filled every memory disc poor Adrienne was carrying in her pocket. And we, we ran the, the camera out of batteries a couple times. So it's going to be a good month, guys. So make sure and look for those.
0: That wraps up this week's STO News. Let's head into our interview with Kestrel, a.k.a. Christine Thompson, writer at Cryptic Studios.
2: Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. This is Captain Benjamin Cisco. Authorization, Cisco Alpha 1 Alpha. Logs
1: accessed. Hi, I'm Christine Thompson. I'm the writer for Star Trek Online. Now, uh, tell us, what do you do for STO? It's one of these things... I do a little bit of everything. If it involves words, I'm usually in there somewhere. It's everything from working on voiceover to scripting to overall storyline to writing microtransaction text, whatever needs to be done. Um, typical day? I mean, there's it's tough to have a typical day because everything's a little different. But like today, you know, you come in, you go to meetings, you answer email. I sent some emails out about some map changes that need to be made in the Klingon sector block. Worked on an article for Star Trek magazine. Directed a voiceover session with Obasek, Eric Newsom. Came back, did some more revisions on my magazine article. Started working on the dialogue for Patrol. You know, whatever comes up. So... It's one of these things, you know. You almost think that oh, you're, you're the writer. You sit, you sit in your office, and you think deep thoughts about the Cardassians all day. Well, not really, <laughs> you know. It's just there's a lot more to it, and we have we're getting a bigger team, but we still have a small team when you think about most MMOs. Um, one of the other MMOs, um, I'm not going to name names, but it was in a galaxy far, far away. Um, I think they had 34 full-time writers before launch. Wow. Yeah, we have one. So. <laughs> well done. <Yeah. laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, because
0: I, I you know, I got to say, a lot of people do not know what... Oh, the writer does here. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's a very colorful, varied job. And yeah. it's, it sounds very interesting. It's a little bit, I, a little bit like of narrative
1: that. design, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, I'll get in tomorrow, and I need to start working on dialogue for some of the Season 7 stuff. The designers have put in placeholder stuff. I need to go through it and make sure it all jives with the story, and, it, and it's good, and it's yeah. got flavor. But I've also written a bunch of lore for this Season like, a series of letters that relate to the history of this particular planet. Mm-hmm. And I need to work with Scott, who's our lead content designer, to find a way to hook those up in the world so that players can get them and read them. And- right, right. Yeah, yeah. kind
2: of like those ones cool. um, when yeah. they had the Bajoran missions right. and you were reading the
0: letters. They're, they're
1: pretty similar to that. So when writing for Stowe, how do you capture the essence of Trek? Well, it's one of those things we are constantly going back and watching episodes I'm constantly reading novels. I started Distant Shores, the book of Voyager short story episodes. I started reading that yesterday afternoon. We go through and we have to find as much as we can do to harken back to the episodes, to harken back what Star Trek was. But we also have to make it as part of our story, which is 40 years advanced. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a different galaxy. Things have changed. There is no more Romulus. (laughs) The Klingons and the Federation are at war. You have to figure out how to work that in. And also you have to work around the confines of it's a video game the things are different you know if you watch certain episodes and you can have brilliant episodes that end up being like 45 minutes of people talking and then like 2 minutes of action And that's great in an episode, but I can't necessarily do that. Sure. I joke, but every time I go over, like, 75 words, people start to twitch. (laughs) You know, and and for every player that loved an episode of, like, of Bajor, which was very, very Mm story-heavy and very lore-oriented, somebody was like, please, will you just let me shoot something? So we have to try to kind of balance all of that. But one of the things you have to look at is that's something we're saying in play tests is this trek with the Federation do this. Mm-hmm. All right. What just, what justification do we have for this action or do we just need to take the whole thing out or rewrite it or whatever? Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no. What inspires you? What non-Trek influences that, and, and perhaps, uh, atmospheres that, um, you know, put you in the mood. Uh,
1: a little bit of everything. I have a degree in English literature. My specialization was medieval literature. Cool. So um, I actually love Beowulf and, yeah. and, the, and the old school, old school classics. I used to be able to speak in old English. I have nice. lost most of my skills. I read constantly. I love authors like Neil Gaiman. I like Jim Butcher. Classic stuff. Jane Aust- I was reading Jane Austen over vacation. I'm a big fan of other sci-fi. I've got the Serenity model yeah. sitting on my desk. I've been watching um, Battlestar and Warehouse 13 on Netflix. You pull things from the world around you and it's constantly thinking about, okay, what's going to happen next? What can I get an idea from here? Oh, that's kind of cool. What if I did X? My husband has gotten really used to me wandering around with a notepad or like just stopping the DVD and, you know, sitting there and scribbling for five minutes. So sure. (laughs) Sure. I can see
0: that. Yeah. If you could have any technology or system designed into the game to assist you mm-hmm. in creating a compelling narrative, what yeah. would it be? Well, my first answer is usually a spell
1: check, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I would think that that would be the first thing you'd have access to. I do not have a spell mm. check. I think some of the stuff I would love to see, I would love to see better tools for branching to have, you know, an option A and an option B. Yes to allow people to maybe talk their way through more things. I'd love to see some more elegant things for doing dialogue without just the big blah (laughs) of text in the middle of your screen with a cocky head next to it. Some things I have talked about for a long time, I don't know if we'll ever have the programming time to do, is almost a personality system for bridge officers. So, and you know, right now I have to almost go with the most middle of the road option when writing bridge officer dialogue because I don't know what kind of bridge officer you have. It could be male, it could be female, it could be Vulcan, it could be Jordan. I don't really know what officer this is going to be coming from. And every time we start going out there or like we made a crack about spiders and frozen and immediately got, my bridge officers are all Vulcan. They would never, (laughs) ever say that. Well, yeah, they never would. A Vulcan would talk differently. I would love to have a personality system to where I can write a dialogue for that kind of bridge officer and another dialogue for that kind of bridge officer and another dialogue for that kind of bridge officer. (laughs) That'd
0: be a lot of work, but it would be great. Great. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you would need a, a bigger team, I think, some, yeah. some underlings, uh, assistance. Oh, uh, you know, well, you I know, know think, I, I, I,
1: it's assist you know, at that point that would be so cool. You, we would, we would find the way to do it. Yeah. You know, right now I can break out dialogues by faction, of mm-hmm. course. Sure. And for the most part I can do gender, but, um, you know, the more we have to be able to break it down and be able to customize it for your character, your bridge officer your crew, your ship—I think—is is the better.
0: So um, let's see. You know, you've got a lot of fans, yeah. and uh, and and some of them are from the uh, the KDF love side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, in your interview with the Gates of Stovacore team, yes. you showed an obvious love for telling KDF stories. KDF stories are so much
1: fun. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, but, you know, some wanted to know what is the one KDF story mission uh, sequence that you're just burning to see in the game. I have a lot.
1: I wrote a follow-up When I wrote, when I actually, when I wrote Alpha and they said, hey, we're going to need a Klingon episode, write something out. I wrote three, actually. And one of the other ones was a follow-up to The House Always Wins, where you get to find out what happened to Targ, the discommendated High Council member. And it actually could be a standalone mission or it could be the start of another kind of series of episodes. I would love to see that one in. I've had this crazy idea for pretty much since I've been working on the project about a big almost political slash PVP kind of thing where there's a struggle for power in the Klingon Empire and the players get to join sides and PVP to help determine who wins and who controls the Empire and what the Empire is going to do in the future. That one takes a whole lot of tech. (laughs) That sounds epic. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm sure the Klingon players would worship that. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool. Well, you know, um, also on the Foundry side of things, um, if you could give Foundry authors one piece of
1: advice, what would it be? Foundry authors have a great deal of flexibility, which is really, Mm. really awesome. They can do whatever kind of story they want. Instead of having to think about, okay, how does this fit in the bigger scheme of things? How many players are going to play this? What kind of, what do players want to play? Um, Does it fit in with real words? It's like, you know, if you want to write something that's nothing but story, that only, like, Vulcan officers who were raised on Bolius and have a Bajoran first officer can play, go ahead and do it. You have this great amount of flexibility. So enjoy it. Write what you want to write. Don't write for other people because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of love going into it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, nobody else is going to. The other piece of advice I would give them is to remember that video game storytelling is a different kind of storytelling than like writing a novel or writing an episode of a TV show or a movie or something like that. So you have to kind of approach your world differently. You have to think very visually. Mm -hmm. Do I need a block of text to say this? Can I have an interaction that does it instead? Can I use an emote that does it instead? Can I just have this character do that? You know, you have to think visually and not just necessarily in words. But the words, you know, outline, outline, outline. You know, the words will be your friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything we do starts with at least a bullet point of this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, mm-hmm. and then there are space monkeys. Well, you know, and then, then we go into meetings, and they say, we can't do space monkeys. That's that's a month and a half of character time. And <laughs> then we kind of, you know, because storytelling is a collaborative process here as well you know, everybody gets to weigh in and say, okay, well, what if we do this? Well, what if we do this? And then we kind of come up with the best solution for everything. Do you find that frustrating at times,
2: though? Like, when you feel like you've written this great story, and then all of a sudden somebody's like,
1: no, we should do this instead, and,
2: and they, like, or, you, you know, know, you kind know of it changes the outcome. Or or
1: sometimes know. it can be. It's, you have to work with a collaboration, and um, I'm willing to say, no, that doesn't work because of X, Y, and Z. You know, sometimes they're right, and sometimes I'm right, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a It's more
2: about the logical consistency yeah
1: and, and and we have a really really good team here everybody loves track everybody's into yeah. it so there's not a lot of going back and forth and drama which is great
0: you know you've been with the company for five and a half years yeah and what uh, is this the only area that you well
1: I originally interviewed to be a content designer for City of Heroes. And then they brought me back a few months later to interview to be the web writer. So I came on to be the web writer and I helped launch the Champions Online and Star Trek Online websites and did all the web writing and marketing writing and press releases and things like that. And um, also did, you know, forum moderation and all of that. (laughs) Did some background dialogue for were champions, but, you know, they had John Layman, who's just an amazing writer, so, um, and then when we got the Star Trek project, I kept saying, I want to play, I want to play, Jack, you have to let me do something on Star Trek, and um, he said, all right, fine, we're going to be 40 years in the future past Nemesis, tell me what happens. And so I started writing this massive outline, which is what turned into The Path to 2409. Ah. And um, along the way, I was overhearing meetings and helping out and volunteering to help until they got a writer. Eventually, Craig Zinkovich just said, you know, just come over. So
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. We we could talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on in season seven. I don't know how much Al talked about the reputation system. He did. He talked okay. about it. Yeah. Well, part of what we're doing, in the reputation system also is we want to add some story aspects to it and we wanted to tell a story along with the reputation system. So what we have been working on is cutscenes, and this is it's kind of great because this is the first time we've had time to really, really work on our cutscenes and have like our animator and some of our art teams help storyboard them out things like that and as you raise your reputation rank with the Romulans you will be getting cutscenes that tell some of the stories of the new Romulan colony world so I'm hoping that will be kind of thing to add more context so that's a lot of what we've been doing the recording for we're going to be doing voiceover recording for most of this week to try to get everything for season 7 together and then you know of course there's cute events and missions on the colony world itself and that sort of thing so i kind of like what we get to do now of looking at a system like the reputation system early and saying okay how can we put some story in this how can we just not make this stats yeah so as we go forward looking more for those opportunities to tell a story I know there have been some, you know, where's the story? Why don't we get episodes and things like that? And episodes are great. I want to do more featured episodes. I want to do, there's tons and tons of episodes I want to work on I want to do. But we're also looking for ways to add story into parts of the game that are not necessarily, here is 30 to 45 minutes of gameplay. Here you go. That's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: do miss miss stories.
2: Now, are you working on the the Iconian storyline as well?
1: Um, That's
2: kind of dropped off the map, it seems
1: like, lately. It will come back. There will be some references to it in Season 7. I I cannot explain exactly what yet, but (laughs) Season 7 ties into the Iconian storyline. It will open a door that you could go through and find out more about the Iconians. Awesome. Now, when we are going to be able to get right into the heart of it, I can't make any promises on that, but... Mm-hmm.
0: that's really cool Dave's just given us a ton of information and and insight into mm-hmm. what you do and thank you so
1: much no problem I
2: really Glad look to forward to all, everything <laughs> you got coming for us all cool. these stories these yeah. tie-ins are going to be great yeah.
1: mm-hmm. uh, we're looking forward to you guys playing it it's it's fun I'm more than happy to come on priority one anytime sweet oh, <laughs> yeah we'd yep. love to have you back on thank Hope. you if we don't like
2: it we're going to troll you no show
3: <laughs> <always laughs> <doesn't... laughs> let's open up Hailing Frequencies and see what's incoming
2: message coming in sir
1: Having frequencies, open. See, we are getting to know each other.
0: Well, we got some really great feedback from everybody from last episode. Uh, our first bit of feedback comes from the Stowe Forum from a Jurian star who says, Good show. Glad everything is working out for everyone.
3: We've got a few coming in, one from PriorityOnePodcast.com. I always love the outtakes at the end. That came in from Sean Newboy via Facebook. Thanks to all the fans that liked us, uh, our Facebook page. Thank you, man. Keep, keep, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Keep the likes coming.
2: And thanks for all the mentions and retweets this week. Uh, we had, uh, all the ats, uh, <laughs> mentioning and retweeting us, uh, Open Airspace, the Don Burrito, John Bent, Master Endo, Marley Bones, uh, Lieutenant Commander Miller, Maracute Andrenos. God, I hope I said that right. If not, I apologize. I think we had an email, didn't we, Adrian?
0: Yep, we do. We have an email from Sean Newboy who says, Welcome back, Adrian. Great episode, guys. Thank you.
3: He did add something else to that email. He said, Have you guys ever considered doing some separate shorts in your Stowe characters? Ooh, ooh, like getting uh, Swordem of to add our voices for Foundry missions. And we have talked about that before and we have toyed with the idea. Adrian and I love doing you know these voiceovers and you know what better way than to incorporate them into a foundry so whether it's through like some kind of little mp3 file that you hit play on as you're playing the mission or something we'd love to be a part of a project like that
0: and speaking of that um, I've actually been uh, working right now I'm working on a major foundry episode it's actually my very first foundry uh, mission and it will feature KDF stars from priority one including Melk Nazar and Sub Commander Tave, as well as Darth Sluga the Frankie, who is uh, pretty much heading up this um, insane Scooby Doo horror style uh, mission. So that'll be fun. And then there's a couple of friends from Gates of Stovacore who will make appearances as well.
3: That's very, very intriguing. very intriguing.
2: We also loan our voice talents to other projects as well. Uh, I know, I think all three of us have parts in the upcoming uh, reunion. A couple parts. I think we each have two parts, don't we? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So look forward to the upcoming reunion video finally. It's coming up. It's so exciting.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, for your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Please send any feedback you have to incoming at priority one com. Well, that wraps up Episode 99, broadcasting live from truckradio.net. Remember that we are on air every Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. We've been getting some amazing feedback, and we play much better to a live audience. You'll have fun. We're also one away from our 100th episode, so we just came back from an over 9,000-power cryptic field trip. So prepare yourself for a fountain of wonderful goodies all month.
2: Keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's Priority One comics on our brand new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com, and you can find us on Facebook. Be sure to catch up with those comics via our website. We're looking for your
3: suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week and Field Notes. We're also accepting general show improvement ideas and additions and feedback. You can submit your ideas and questions to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com.
0: We're on Facebook. Head on over to Facebook.com Priority One Podcast and say hi or check us out on Twitter via at StoPriority One for show times and other cool stuff.
2: To have your foundry missions featured on the show, send your name, the name of your mission, a, a brief description, and your handle to incoming at Priority One Podcast.com or use our online submission form on our new website, www.priorityonepodcast.com. We have shifted. Our foundry reviews to a video format. We will be playing through the mission with this offer whenever they're available anyway. Uh, think of a kind of watching a DVD on the, you know, and having the commentary track on in the background. So it's kind of cool that way you get to hear their thoughts and, uh, ideas and why they did what they did for the mission. So, uh, we post them over at our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash stow priority one. And, uh, our first uh, video playthrough is up now. So you can head on over and check that out.
0: Donate, donate, donate. We need your help to keep Priority One running on full impulse power. Head over to PriorityOnePodcast.com and click the donate button. Or if you're an Amazon shopper, take a look at our Amazon affiliate store on the sidebar of the website and support the show while you shop.
3: We would like to thank Kestrel, a.k.a. Christine Thompson, writer at Cryptic Studios, for her wonderful interview with us in person at Cryptic. The entire team over at PriorityOnePodcast.com, our executive producer, Elliot Tan, our production assistant and art director, Alex Calderwood, our audio engineer, host, and very patient lady, Adrienne Grady, and the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsors, Sayulita.com and Geek Nation Tours, our syndication partners, and of course, the Stowe community. Without you, none of this would be possible. It's
2: that time. I'm certainly in Red Alert. Shields up. Ready, weapons.
0: Engage.
1: Transfer complete. Hi, I'm Christine Thompson. I'm the writer for Star Trek Online. Say it one more time. Uh, hi, I'm Christine Thompson. I'm the writer for Star Trek Online. Now, uh, tell us what do you do for Stowe. Okay, I'm the writer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Guess what we've got lined 100 up. 100 episodes later and you still think I care. And now we can set a course for this episode's length of the week.
3: Black of the week
2: Space The Final Frontier
3: These are the voyages of the Impulse craft Priority 1